0: Diary entry number seven, Carol Egan. If you were to have met Carol about 25 years ago and asked her how she was doing, she would have just said sick because that was her identity. It became a full-time job for her to figure out what was wrong with her. She was chasing symptoms, going from doctor to doctor and just couldn't get the answers until she embarked upon her own healing journey and took her health into her own hands. Hear her story of tenacity and deep yearning for learning and education on how to heal the body and the mind simultaneously. Enjoy the show. Quick disclaimer here, nothing in this podcast is to be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your medical doctor before attempting a detox. Hi, guys. Welcome to Detox Diaries. Today, I am speaking with Carol Egan, and she became a health coach because of her own journey through healing and figuring things out on her own. Some of you could probably relate to her story of identifying with her symptoms and identifying with her illness because she was spending so much time in doctor's offices trying to figure out what was wrong, and nobody could help her. So she went on a journey to figure it out for herself. So welcome, Carol. How are you?
1: Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Of course, of course. Um, Because you've been dealing with this for so long, and I think that, you know, you and I have spoken many times before, and so much that you have experienced is very common these days where people are just frustrated right they're frustrated with these these symptoms that just keep manifesting themselves and some lead to other things happening and you go to doctor after doctor and no one can help you and and you feel like you're lost and it's really disheartening I want to know like maybe you could share a little bit about that journey with our listeners
1: so like the early days
0: yeah like what led you down this path
1: Yeah, so, you know, there was a point where I like to playfully say that I started, I could tell I was losing my fun spirit. I was, you know, I didn't, I'm not like, you know, there's a lot of compelling stories out in the world with people who have cancer and, oh, people who almost died. And, you know, in some ways, I feel like those stories are inspiring to all of us but it lets a lot of us off the hook with, Ooh, I don't have that. Well, I didn't have that either. Mm -hmm. But what I do have is chronic yeast infections, chronic urinary tract infections, migraines, anxiety, headaches. um, I broke out with a cystral acne, constipation, um, uh, hypothyroidism, leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, it's goes on and on and on, and I could, I'm sure, tell you a whole lot more. The more acute things, you know, there it, it just continued to escalate over the years. But in the initial years, I can remember I started breaking out with an acute acne, cystic acne on my face, and I was a young woman. It's like, mm-hmm. it was like those years that. I, It was devastating because it wasn't pimples. It was cystic acne, which means that they were bumps on my face that were lumps that throbbed. And it really took me to my knees. And, you know, I I had, you know, a doctor tell me, you know, I was 26 years old. I was in a a very loving, you know, <clears throat> committed relationship. And I was 26 years old. And, you know, you don't really count how many times you have sex when you're 26 years old in a, <laughs> <Right>. in a-, <laughs> a monogamous relationship. But the doctor said to me, for the yeast infections and the urinary tract infections, I should take an antibiotic every time I have sex. Oh. And so <clears throat> I kept getting responses to all of the problems like that, and I'm going to say one of the my blessings in life was that I heard there's something really terribly wrong about that.
0: Mm-hmm. It just
1: didn't make sense. Like taking an antibiotic every time you have sex. I don't even know how that goes together. And I know I didn't know anything about anything at that time yet. You know, I wasn't into natural healing at that time and of course the the fork in the road rose up in my world because I you know got to the point where I had a team of doctors and specialists that you know you know the thyroid the urinary tract you know like all of these particular specialists and nobody could help me
0: well, okay. So I can relate to this so well. I had cystic acne as an adult too. And nobody, no, you know, nobody would correlate it back to actually, what are you eating? What's your life like? Are you sleeping? You know, like the, the things we know now. And also think about this was, y'all, we're going to age ourselves. This was pretty much before the internet. Yeah. So we didn't have these tools at our disposal to do research and um to under to be able to gain this knowledge that is very widely known now. And it's like we were we were, you know, paving the way for us to discovery because and through books. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and through talking yeah. to other people that were quote unquote hippie dippies and all those, you know wackos and all that, but we were actually, you and I both were like, oh, that makes more sense than what the doctors are telling me. Right. You know, so it's very interesting. I used to spend so much time in the health food store, just trying to gain the knowledge because I didn't, I same thing, constipation, acne, all of that. I had the exact same issues. And it's just like, whatever they're telling me isn't just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Right. So part of the journey is us doing a lot of legwork to, and we had to seek out this information back then. So, and yeah, and the word detox wasn't even like something that rolled off the tongue back no, then,
1: no. you know? I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't, detoxification wasn't what I was looking for. And I think that, and right. I think that point is probably a really, um, empowering point for us to even put a circle around because folks we were not out to detox our body we were out to feel better we and look better Mm -hmm. looked and felt i'll speak for myself but i know that if you went through what you what what i went through that it's devastating and but there's other symptoms It's the devastation of the vanity factor that served as leverage, but the exhaustion that went with it, the, the pale, um, colorless skin, the, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the white coated tongue, but who even cares about that? It's the impact on the life. And, you know, I playfully say that, you know, I established what I call now, um, save my sass incorporated, you know? <laughs> you know it was like um I was the CEO we are the CEO of our body we are the chief executive officer of everything that our body experiences physically mentally emotionally spiritually energetically and I knew that the answers I was getting was not getting me anywhere but I continued to spiral downwards and <clears throat> detoxification, I was not looking for that. What I was looking for was answers to why I felt like this. And, you know, I was led, you know, in those early days to the conversation of candidiasis, candida. And, you know, a lot of us who were were and are sick, you know, are very familiar with the word candida. And, and you know i've you know here we go back to the early days again tracy you know when i got to the my first naturopath i leaned forward or no he said to me have you ever been tested for candida i said oh come on doctor of course i'm a single yeah. <laughs> i'm a single woman they always test me for candida he said not chlamydia, Carol. That's a sexually transmitted disease. Oh, candida. And I turned my hey. head like that inquisitive puppy. And I was like, what's that? He said, he said yeah. candida is an overgrowth of yeast in the body. And my, I leaned forward and my eyes filled to crying tears. And I looked at him and I said, you don't have to test me you don't have to test me i said you won't be able to measure it i knew intuitively in that moment and so i started you know meeting people that um incrementally kept bringing me deeper into understanding you know he started treating me for polysystemic for um candida but the still the still the question was I didn't know back then. I thought that was the answer. Great, great. I've got a yeast problem. I'll get rid of the yeast. Well, mm. there's still another question: why? And so when you when in those early years we become, you know, these researchers. I and mean, and like you beautifully said, you know, we 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 did the the important deep work, not reading paragraphs or sentences on the internet for a quick fix, but reading books in entirety and carrying them around like a Bible because the answers that, we, that were in there seemed, you know, we had to take on a diet that was different. And <clears throat> I just continue to ask as I moved along the journey, but why? But why? And, you know, you know, the gift of that mindset development, you know, has served me all my life now. So, you know, like I say to like I might you might hear in the air, but I say it to clients, you know, my illness was a gift to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I say this all the time. I call it an FGO. What's your fucking growth opportunity, yeah, right? Well, I'll tell you, there's a long list of them. I've I've grown a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm so appreciative that, you know, the social media platforms were not available back then, because, you know, the impact on our lives that that created with having these, these symptoms that were manifesting physically. It's like, You know, thank God I wasn't in pictures all the time or, you know, being plastered and being, you know, like the bullying and all the stuff that comes along with that. The the emotional impact is something that gets overlooked a lot when people are dealing with these symptoms that are chronic in their bodies and they're just manifest boils, acne, eczema, whatever it is on the skin. But it's like no one, we didn't know that had to do with, oh, our liver could be clogged or you know, we're eating the wrong foods or whatever, leaky gut, all of the things that we know now. So um, I'm curious, like when you came to study, you know, like you said, we were, we were carrying around these books as if they were Bibles for us because they were, these were answers that doctors were not telling us. And I don't even know, and you know, nothing against the doctors. I don't think they knew because the science wasn't there yet. But you know, my path down Ayurveda, it's like, Actually, the science was there, but we, were, we weren't listening. You know, when we start to look at these Eastern philosophies and these Eastern medicine systems, like traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, it, the answers were there. But for some reason, in Western society, we came up with this idea that we knew more than nature, you know, because those sciences, the Eastern sciences are based on nature, Right. And just fundamental nature truths.
1: Well, you know, but I'll say this. <laughs> I think that there are some struck. Well, there's many structures within our society at this point that have taken on an unfortunate life of their own that is not rooted in the same um, holistic philosophies that some of the early ancient traditions are, you know. But I think initially it was probably in their mind's eye, you know, with the onset of, you know, big pharma, you know, it was probably a very, very exciting time that they were now developing um, medications that could help somebody feel better. And you know like i said i think in those early days it must have been a very very exciting time and if you know mm-hmm. i if we trace history and look at the evolution of that beast <laughs> and and <laughs> it it's it's unfortunately started taking a wrong turn in the road and now you've got pharmaceutical companies that are making billions and billions of dollars on, on medications that do not support root cause healing, you know, and, and I'll say, and that's, that's what led you and I to, you and I to meeting is, you know, we got Mm -hmm. to this wonderful moment in time where the root cause work started taking on, you know, a whole new meaning with removing, you know, parasites and chemicals and pesticides and radiation and viruses out of the body. You know, you know, you know, the way I say it is, is if we go to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention or the World Health Organization and look at the statistics of chronic illness you know if you put all of those numbers together under one umbrella term chronic illness that's the pandemic that we're experiencing right now
0: oh you know yes. it's it's
1: that and and
0: well what i find interesting is you know going back to the pharmaceuticals it's like you know yeah it it was exciting and i kind of remember be you know looking at this from my little bubble of, wow, but these drugs were doing what they said they were going to do. Right. It would clear this up, but then something else would pop up, you know, and it took us years of, of, of these, these um, people being experiments per se, and realizing, Oh, well, this one causes all these side effects. I mean, we all know that bullshit at the end of a, a drug commercial, you can't even hear him. He's talking so fast, all the side effects. And it's like, but, That is important information, you know, but most people, they do a really good job at marketing. (laughs) And it's like, oh, well, whatever, if it fixes this, that's, this is the mindset most people have. If it fixes this, that's what I want. And it's such a disservice to the body to, to look at this from a symptoms-based approach versus a systems-based approach. It's like, well, like, you know, what we did, the digging deep, but why? You know, why am I going 10 days without taking a shit? Oh my God, that's quote unquote, you're normal. No, it's not. That's not normal for anyone. <laughs> like it's just not normal, right? And then you look at what's happening on the skin and, and then the stressors that go along with that just make it all worse. It just perpetuates this vicious cycle, you know, and it's a very frustrating, it's very frustrating to be a young woman I, I mean, I only know this as a young woman um experiencing that, especially when you are at the at this youth, you know, and you're supposed to be glowing and everything's supposed to be perfect and, and blah blah blah, and it's like but I feel like yeah. shit yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and I think that let's make sure that right. we say say really important to just be very clear on this. there are medications that were designed to take away the symptom that you're feeling, but they're not designed to remove what's causing you to feel that way. And in the deeper work of removing what does not belong inside the human body, you know, let's just get to that for a minute, you know, that we're living on a diet of foods that are denatured they're devitalized there's there's no nutritional value left once once food's get into a package there's no nutrition left you mm-hmm. know the the, the the and there's a lot of conversation around let's let's stick with this first we're living on foods that are there's no vital energy left um, the uh, not, that's an impact of the modern lifestyle another impact of the modern lifestyle or um, we'll put them together is this whole environmental toxicity mm-hmm. and, and all of these things that are making their way inside a human body. You know, I think that they're saying that 90 percent of fetuses and, and the umbilical cord are there showing that the, the newborn children, the umbilical cord and the fetus are all 90 percent all show. Environmental toxicity. I mean, it's just astounding. Yes. And and if we're in, and and this is this is the bigger, deeper, more important conversation because, you know, I can talk about and I do and I live it, even though I do the deeper work of removing all of this um, heavy metals and environmental toxicity and radiation and Pathogen-like parasites, yeast, mold, fungus, and rogue bacteria from my body. I eat. I'm, I'm taking a protocol to help remove all of that, but you can be straight up solid sure that I'm also eating a diet that is also supporting the elimination of these things from the human body. I'm not eating in ways that it causes inflammation. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, because you see this a lot where people are, are, you know, they're doing one part of it and expecting massive results. And it's like, well, it's kind of a multi-layered thing, you know, when we look at this. And, you know, when I work with clients, my biggest thing is, okay, let's meet you where you are. What are What are we willing to do? And I look at it, what's your misery to motivation ratio? Like, how motivated are you? you know, if you're fibromyalgia and you can't get out of bed and you're, you know, constipated, you know, the list goes on with the symptoms. If they're that miserable, they'll actually do something, you know, and it's like, okay, well, in some people you just need baby steps. Right. And so I'm curious with you, um, were you like dive in, let's go, let's do it. I'll just do it all at once. Or were you like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then, when I have this, you know, and it's probably not even a cognitive decision. It just kind of evolves, but it's like, okay, now I got this under my belt. I'm, I'm buying all organic. Now, all my products are clean now. And then it's like, well, now what can I do? How can I continue? Cause I'm still feeling like crap or, you know what I mean? Or is it like you just went gung ho and just got rid of everything at one time and brought in all the good stuff. And you know, it's a lot, it's a lot to take on for a lot of people. So I'm just curious about what, what that looked like for you.
1: Yeah, awesome question, Tracy. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm a ball to the wall girl.
0: <laughs> of course you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but but what's really, really important to temper that. You have to remember something. I, it would bring me to tears. It was emotionally. I mean, it was physically hurting me, those cysts on my face. The mm-hmm. Yeah, but i'm also you know when you have gone to this doctor this doctor this doctor that doctor this specialist that specialist and nobody has an answer for you when somebody tells you they have an answer for you and you need to eat this way it was like dude i'll do it (laughs) yes
0: so you had a you had a very high misery to motivation ratio then
1: (laughs) I had a very high misery to motivation ratio. Um, you know, even though constipation was, you know, um, it's, I think it's, it's, this is one of the most profound things that's happening to our world today is we are not eliminating, but we've got to stay with a thought now. So, you ask the question. I'm so yes. I'm balls to the walls, but even though that's my personality, just you know, go big or go home. It there's also a, we all have a different level of consciousness. My consciousness back then wasn't what it is now. So buying all organic was never. It, it, it first of all, it wasn't as impressed upon. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And I would also want the 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 listeners to be very, very prudent. If you're not used to buying all organic and that feels like um, a financial burden, then then don't do it. Learn how to wash the conservative the the um, what's conventionally grown. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there is a group called the Environmental Working Group. And I would encourage your listeners to check out the. um,
0: Yeah, the Dirty Dozen.
1: The Dirty Dozen and the 15, um, the Clean Clean 15. 15. You know, because they're even though organic is better for the environment. If you're not used to like the first time I remember I was in Boston. And I was like, that's it. I want to start really up and up leveling my organic. And I remember the, and they're cost more now, but back then when I first started three 99 a pound for a sweet red bell pepper, I was just, like, oh. I was just like, I mean, and that's going back, you know, 20 years. I, I I was like, like jittering in the line. Like this is ridiculous. People would call me stupid and crazy, hmm, but The the deeper conversation about why we make those choices becomes so clear the further we go along. But let me just dial this back for another minute. For people who are listening and they want to detox, and it all feels really overwhelming. I have a phrase that I learned early on, and I say it to all of my clients. And that is lean in. Just lean in. Do what you can. And challenge yourself. Another way I say it is find your sweet spot. Challenge yourself, but don't overwhelm yourself. Because if you overwhelm yourself, you'll quit. If you challenge yourself too strongly, you'll quit. So there's, a, there's always, and we all know our sweet spot. We know when we're, when we're lacking. When we're, when we're slacking and we're not challenging ourselves. We're being, we're being haphazard and it's not going to get us to where we want to go. And we also know when we're feeling stressed and our efforts to do things in a healthy way could be causing us more stress than it's worth. Like that's very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And so to find a sweet spot, to lean in gently and love yourself into taking on healthier lifestyle habits that can support your body in removing what does not belong in there which is really detoxification.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and even to take a spin off that is, you know, for those of us that did experience these, the, the impact that it has on our lives, right? Um, we look at it from this perspective of how that is a stressor. And, but you also have a relationship with that, right? Like, because I forever kind of imagine myself with as this, girl who had cystic acne always on my chin so now I have scars you know whatever so they're always there I can always see them most people don't of course you know we always are the most critical of ourselves than anyone else and it's like so I have these reminders but the relationship that I have with them has to change or you just wallow in that toxic emotional soup with it like you still identify with, oh, but I'm the girl with, it's like people that lose weight and they look in the mirror, but they always see the the heavier version of themselves, right? For those of us that dealt with acne and, these, and, and skin issues and things that come out on your face and in your body, it's like you identify with them because that's what you were living through. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, how do you break that relationship, that toxic relationship with that identity to move out of that part of the toxicity? Because it's a huge part of it. The emotional toxicity, I think, is one of the biggest players, but, you know, moving out of that, and, you know, I'm curious to know, like, what your experience is with that now, knowing what we know, knowing that you're detoxing, your skin is glowing, like, you know, we're in different physical bodies, right? So, how do you deal with that?
1: So, I'm not sure. How do I deal with what, Trace?
0: Like, just the... I mean, and maybe you didn't have this relationship with your skin, you know, the way some people do. We all experience this differently. But I just remember thinking, okay, I'm the girl with acne, right? And so I identified with that, you know, kind of like you identify and a lot of people. We do identify with our symptoms or, and our illness. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And you just spend so much energy trying to rectify that. But, you know, Got once it. again, going back to that time we didn't have the knowledge we have now. So topically, what was I doing? Oh my God, using retin-A and, you know, all these intense chemicals to try to get that at bay. But it didn't work because now we know it was coming from the inside. And, you know, no one told me, Hey, that half gallon of ice cream that you eat every night, probably not a good idea for your skin, (laughs) you know, but just letting go of that identity of that person, with cystic acne or whatever it is for you, with eczema, with fibromyalgia, with weight. Um, We all identify differently. So I'm just curious how that's changed for you. I had to do a lot of work on this, (laughs) you know, so
1: I'm. Okay. And so, and so what you're, what you're actually asking is it's, it's actually everything. And what I mean by that is, so imagine, folks, let's pretend that you are here listening to this conversation, and something is being said either on this call or another one of the interviews Tracy offers, and something feels very resonant, something feels very off, and you're very clear that you need to do something, you know, like you're, you're just hearing things that each of us are sharing and it resonates deeply, and so you want to grasp that well what did you, what did you do tell me what tell me exactly what you did okay, she did this, she did this, she did this great i'm going to do that and what i'm going to say to you is that energy is what's going to keep you from winning it's that energy that's going to keep you from reclaiming your soul's energy your um your inner light, your power. You know, a lot of people talk about all this light and love stuff these days. And unfortunately, the body is so backed up with, with toxicity and toxic calcified waste matter um, that it's impossible for light and love to flow unencumbered through um, the energetic fields of the body if the body is backed up with toxic, toxic waste. And all of these things that don't belong in it. And so, what I would say to you is, the what Tracy is actually getting to. Um, I I take it deeper, and I'm sure she does as well. You know, she called it emotional toxicity, and I would call it self love. And the world has the world has pulled us away from ourselves since the day we were developed. Any awareness around us, you know. If you're, um, if you're not, what is the figure? What is it? 36, 24, 36. If you're not the Barbie doll image, then as a little girl, or if you're not the Ken doll and you're not built like Ken or Barbie, men and women, then when you were a little child, you learned by either the world around you or... Even the lessons that you were taught unwittingly by those closest to you, who's a value and who's not a value? And so we're continuously grasping at how can I be better? I want, how can I be my best self? But of course, our best self is defined by the world outside of us. And until we start to really look at what it is we're after, you know, and so for me and in my work very much, it's, it's a conversation of self-love. It's a conversation of because, see, when, when we step into the boots of self-love, then our choices are all going to be reflective of self-love. But if our choices, if we're not in the boots of self-love and we're, all our choices are going to be about, hurry, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. I promise. And, you know, Like I said to you earlier, balls to the walls. It was mm-hmm. all in struggle mode. I got to fix this. I got to fix this. I got to get back to looking perfect. But the definition, that definition of perfect, of what the world told me was perfect was a very big part of what was breaking my body down. I can't be, we cannot be. Of course, the sad truth is, though, we live in a world that if we were not born with 36, 24, 36, that we can actually go buy it. But at the the expense of what? And so this is where I become, you know, and I don't want to get too far off into that conversation. I don't want to even get into that conversation. I just want to make a mention. This is why I would speak against it, not because I'm speaking against a man or a woman who wants to look like their ideal self. But what do we lose when we don't love ourselves or who we are and how we were born? The beautiful, gorgeous, radiant body we were gifted. How can we learn to love it if we alter it? How can we learn to appreciate it if we alter it? And so, you know, there is a whole nother level of toxicity because when you put something foreign in the body, when you even cut the skin, you know, I've done some deep healing work where you do mud packing and you put it on areas of the body that have been harmed by... uh, Injury by cuts or injury, and ironically, mm-hmm. ironically, when I had my, my son, you know, of course, they did an episiotomy. I had natural childbirth, but they did do an episiotomy. And ironically, when he was four, we were in a very serious car accident, and I broke my nose. So, what that means, and the whole main governance line of the energy field on my body on both ends, I it, it was cut. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about balance, you know, so that's, again, you know, I'm, I apologize. I didn't mean to go.
0: <laughs> no, it's awesome. Well, because this is such an important point to make, because when we look at the emotional part of detoxing, it doesn't happen overnight. Like it's taken me almost 30 years, you know, I'm still working at it. I'm still a work in progress. I still have moments. We all, do, you know, I I don't think there's a destination, Right. I mean, ultimately, I wish, you know, the destination is, oh, I'm, I'm totally um, done with all of that, uh, you know, because, you know, my story comes from abuse where I was told over and over, you're worthless, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, blah, 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 you know, on and on. And it's like, after 20 years, it take, it's going to take a little longer to get that residual trauma out of the body. And you have to do the work. That's the thing. We got to do the work. It's not, there's no, there's no. Let me say
1: this though, Tracy. I would want to give hope to a listener. And the hope that I would want to give them, because I took a long time like you did as well. But if you can go and buy a book and it's called this, there's two books written by the same.
0: Surrender experiment. There's two
1: books written by the same author. And the first is called the untethered soul. And the second one is the Surrender Experiment. They're both written by Michael Singer. And if you can uh, immerse yourself into his lessons and just trusting and allowing life to move through you, even if it feels awkward and afraid, you, if it feels awkward and you feel afraid, still trust you know the the larger creation force of creation and and trust that you that you can you can turn this with you know as as Tony Robbins would say, snap your finger and you can cause transformation, but you have to really commit to that work, and so to put in front of you that it would take 20 or 30 years like it did Tracy and I might be feel very overwhelming and and you might say f it I'm not I I'm I'm fine the way I am and I would want to say to you that the gifts of the, the the gifts is not simply detoxifying folks this is what's really really important detoxifying removing from the body what does not belong in the body so the innate intelligence can turn on and you start radiating in a way that you're supposed to um it's not simply that work it's all that you circumvent so imagine this You're very sick. And if you do nothing, this is how energy works. You know, you've heard the saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. Or change is the one constant in life. Well, in the world of energy, energy spins like a spiral. And it's either spinning up, you're making choices that are life generating, or you're making choices that are life deteriorating. There's no middle ground. Energy doesn't stop. Energy keeps moving. And the choices that we make will bring up, pull us up or pull us out. And so imagine that you're sick right now and something that we're saying resonates like what Tracy and I experienced in our earlier years. What happened is we did not only change the whole course of our life the glory is also what we circumvented. The whole life path that we were destined to go on if we didn't pull on, and even unwittingly, the boost of self-love. You know, we could have been just desperate. There was no either f- f- self-love. We didn't even know what self-love was. <laughs> nope. nobody, nobody teaches us that. We know people who love us. But nobody taught us how to, to love ourselves. And in today's world, for the kind, of, the kind of healing that we know is possible, I promise you this. Self-love is, is the quintessential ingredient. Because it will take this is hard, this is hard, this sucks, I hate it. I just want to go eat a day of crap. To I'm going to learn how to navigate these cravings. I'm going to learn how to navigate postponing self-love is a beautiful journey. And that's really, for me, that's what this work is. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I agree. Um, and I love what you said because the way I say it is every choice you make is either healing you or killing you. And there's no gray area, right? It might be a really slow healing or a slow death, but you know, you think about every bite you take, every decision that you make, um, So the same thing, because energetically it's leading you down a path and it's so incredibly valuable. And, you know, one of the things that I have found is working with clients and and understanding how pathogens work in the body and parasites and worms and all that other stuff, you know, candida and all that, it tends to hijack us, right? And then we start to perpetually make these bad decisions because now there's something that's not supposed to be in our body that's now in our body and it's kind of taking over and now it it starts to have its own cravings and it starts to have its own needs right and so they're like no i want more sugar sugar makes candida grow flourish right i want more sugar so guess what the mind it sends a signal you eat more sugar and candida's like thank you and it's like this reward mm-hmm. right and so in a sense when we start talking about removing these the and the innate intelligence gets blocked, right? It's like looking, it's like wearing sunglasses at night. You just can't see very well. There's a little bit of that you can see, but man, if you took those sunglasses off, AKA got those pathogens out, you could see a lot better, you know, and everything is clearer without the mold, without the um, bacteria, without the viruses and all that other stuff, because they do, they start to hijack our bodies. And then what are you, what are you feeding? You know, like for my, for me, for example, I always turn it into like a joke. You know, I've experienced, you know, a, through my detox, pooping out worms. And, and, you know, it's like in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, how did that, how is that possible? Right. I live this lifestyle. But then I got angry. I was like, oh, you little fucker, you've been eating my kale chips, not me. I work really hard for the food that I grow and make. And how dare you know? So you get this mindset of like, oh, get it all out. Let's get it, get it out. I want to be feeding my body, you know, the energy that I put into the food. I wanted to go down my body and myself, not these critters. So I look at them like they kind of, they're like little home invaders, you know? And it's like, no, get out, be done. Well. So it's an interesting way to look at it. You know, it just makes it a little more or less intimidating. It's just like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Let me get out. Let me get this done. Well, you know,
1: you know? And, and to that point, Tracy, you know, this particular conversation for the average person listening in is, can be very overwhelming. Like they just want to eat healthier and feel better. And so then you introduce this word Worm. Um, it's it's it can be like like talking talking scary. martianly it's not even just scary it's just it's so obscure that they can't grasp, some people just can't grasp that so what i would encourage um, the listeners to consider is reading a book called this is your brain on parasites and The subtitle is How Tiny Creatures Manipulate Our Behavior and Shape Society. The author is Kathleen McAuliffe. And it will give you. So I had somebody say to me once, Carol, we all have parasites. Well, in fact. So um, science says that that's true. However, the question becomes, have they taken over your body? Is there a balance of friendly bacteria and unfriendly bacteria? Is, there a, is, there a, is the inner terrain of your body in balance or out of balance? And so the conversation for me is not simply, do you have worms or not worms? Dr. Todd Watts, the founder of CellCore Biosciences, says that if we have a pulse, we have parasites. What might help you? If, in fact, this conversation feels daunting, like just kind of bizarre, you know, there, they, what you would want to do is start to expose yourself to how it happens and why it happens. And I can tell you that we know that it happens because we're living on a diet that is nutrient devoid. It's denatured. There's literally no life force energy left. So we keep putting all of these foods into the body that the body can't eliminate. And so now you start backing up the septic system. It's filthy. And there is rotting food in there that is a perfect climate for rogue bacteria to take over. Now you add to that the assault of the environment and all of the toxins in the air and the soils and the water that are making their way into the body it is like the perfect storm so if you want to re- forget read your brain on parasites read the perfect storm and just substitute analogies like this is the perfect storm on the human body right now and why we're seeing epidemic rates of chronic illness and so we're so What we're doing now, what the most cutting edge work on supporting natural detoxification that the body knows how to do is going in and excavating, removing from the body, all those things that don't belong inside there so that the body can just deal with the natural detoxification. But I can tell you that the world that we live in now will require some support in keeping the body clear of environmental toxicity.
0: Yeah. None of us are into it. You know, it, it's, it's such an interesting concept. People, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, but I have air purifiers or I live in the woods or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but it's very unfortunate. I, you might have less of it because there's trees surrounding you and they're doing their job, but we all breathe the same air. There's no divider. You know, it's not like, if you think about, I always use this analogy, if you remember the days when you could smoke in an airplane, there's no divider between the smoking and non-smoking section. So if you think you're in the front of the plane and the back of the plane is smoking that you're not going to get it in the front, you're wrong. <laughs> you're in a capsule, right? It's, it's, it's And we're in this floating bubble through space, right? And it's like, okay, whatever's going on somewhere is affecting us. And when we can take that global macro look at it and apply it to the micro, our bodies, you know, it's like, then we can start to heal from the inside out. And it's, it's, it's hard. And I, 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 I question how long is it going to take for this earth to heal the damage that we've done in a very short amount of time? You know, like, if we think about how the evolution of humanity and, like, we evolved into having certain um, um, things that predispose us for getting through life, right? We look at, but this particular time that we're living in, we've evolved so fast. The body and and the the generations haven't been able to keep up. And so, like you said, babies are being born toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not cool, <laughs> you know? And so... And, you know, most people aren't even detoxifying before they get pregnant. I know it's a big part of Ayurveda. When you come in and you're like, okay, we want to have a baby, it's like a year wait because, okay, well, let's get the body ready for both man and woman. Let's prepare the body so you can have the most successful birth and smart and baby, you know, all the, all the fingers and toes and everything. So there's so much um, emphasis on pre- preparation and cleaning up the diet and all that. And it's like, I can't wait for that to make its way here. So we start emphasizing babies are being born toxic and that's a problem, you know, and it's, it definitely needs to be something that is addressed when we're talking to people. And it's like, okay, well, what can you do first? Let's look at what you're putting in your mouth first. You know, are you sleeping? What's your sleep look like? What's your circadian rhythm? Are you in tune with nature? You know, it's like, these are very simple things. Honestly, I know they're hard to do, but they're very simple. And the more that we can simplify it and get us back to what is, you know, I call it the boomerang effect. We've thrown ourselves so far away. Eventually, we have to come back to nature. You know, we've gotten so far from nature that disease is more prominent as we get closer to the nature disease lessons. So I'm ready for that boomerang to start coming back. So then we don't look like the woo-woos, you know. I remember so many people making fun of me um, just for breastfeeding, for crying out loud. I was a big um, proponent with La Leche League. And, you know, I would do so much work with them and educate women so much on the importance of breastfeeding and the natural ability that we have to do this and, you know, on and on and on. It's like, but people made fun of me. People made fun of me for doing natural childbirth. People made fun of me for doing a CSA before it was a thing. And I'm like, wow, it's so interesting when, you know, the people that do have that fear of taking that step, that then it becomes, Oh, you're weird. You know? And it's like, well, now I'm so happy. It's more commonplace. You know, people are talking about it. We actually understand now sleep. We understand circadian rhythm because science is finally proving it to be a thing we understand neuroplasticity and that we can change our thought patterns and so much about um this evolution is coming the science that backs up these old ancient wisdoms. so i do see the hope i do and i'm excited about it and i'm excited that our our story and our journeys have brought us into this place where we can be the educators for a lot of people and be like no let's make it simple Let's keep it simple because you're not going to do it otherwise. Unless, of course, you're more like Carol balls to the wall. And, you know, I kind of was like that too. And I became a little bit of, a, I was very stubborn, which is my my nature. And I was pretty aggressive when people would would um, challenge me. Because when you start to challenge them back, you know, that's when I become the bitch or you're crazy or whatever. And I learned, <laughs> took me a long time to let my pitta um, subside and be like, everyone is on their own journey. They will learn it when they need to learn it. It will be here for them. I will be here for them. But it, everyone has to be at, at that place to accept it, to actually take the action.
1: You oh, know, 100%. It's a, it, it, it has to come from, you know, it has to come from a place of, you know, why do you want it? And, you know, I would say that, you know, I, I say it to all my all my clients, you know, vanity was a, fa- was a driver. It was leverage for me early on. Use whatever you most want mm-hmm. as your leverage. It doesn't have to be some wafty goal if you want to love yourself. If you just want clear skin, like I wanted clear skin or somebody else wants to just lose weight or somebody wants more energy or clearer thinking, like whatever it is that drives you forward, then let that be the leverage you use. But know that the endurance happens when you have love for self, love for all, and um, you have a more of a one love spirit driving you because, mm, you know, to the analogy that you used, you know, about the body earlier, you know, I mean... It's, yeah, oh, I won't go there. <laughs> I won't go there.
0: Yeah, I think that um, when we look at it from the bigger picture of what's available, what can I do right now? Start there. And when it comes to the why, I, I challenge people, you know, yeah, vanity, fine. If that is your driver, great whatever your driver is. If you want to be in a relationship, let that be your driver. But then I challenge you to go a little bit deeper as you're doing the work and say, why do I want clear skin? Why do I want to, you know, and just start to dig into that deeper? Why? Because that's the ultimate driver, exactly. right? When we start looking about our purpose and our dharma, you know, is what we call it in yoga. It's like, but why, why? And, you know, for a lot of people, um, as they age, people just chalk it up. Oh, you're getting older. It's just part of it. Um, I'm going to say bullshit because no, no, that's an excuse, right? No, I want to feel good till I'm like a hundred so I can chase after my future grandkids or, you know, and I want to be there for my kids and be there and, and be that, that active participant in life versus just, you know, watching from the sidelines,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I want to be teaching yoga around the world forever. (laughs) So there's that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have a question for you um, about like right now in where you are and what you know and what you've been through, how would you define detoxing to somebody? Well, it's
1: beautiful. I love that question. It's um, the detoxification. People think that it's a diet. It's not. Um, People think that detoxification is a supplement. It's not. Everything that the world is telling you is actually um, potential detoxification. Detoxification happens when you remove from the body what does not belong there. So imagine that you're in your kitchen and you want to clean the kitchen. You go and get the broom and you start sweeping. And you can't find the dustpan, so you just push the dirt in the corner. Did you really clean that kitchen, or did you just move the dirt around? So you just moved the dirt around. You didn't really remove it, so you didn't really clean that kitchen. It's the same with the body, and so there are certain foods, um, along with certain formulations, particularly CellCore Biosciences. Um, there, these are not supplements. Well, the the work that I do, everything that I do, is about awaken and release. So you awaken up toxic waste matter in the body, and you facilitate its removal. And so, um, for me, you know, in a nutshell, it's awaken and release.
0: That is beautiful. I like that, you know, in my head, I was imagining like, yeah, it's like, I want to go in and mop the floor. Right. But I can't mop it until I sweep it first, you know, because then it just spreads around that, you know, if you've got a dog or a cat or you're shedding your own hair, you're just kind of moving it around and it doesn't ever come up when you're mopping it, but you have to kind of sweep it away first. It's like layers, right? You sweep it away first and then you can mop it and then you have a clean floor, (laughs) So, you know, it's like the multi-layers of, of this is, is, is so incredibly important. Like you said, it's not just about the food you eat. It's not just about the air you breathe. It's not just about a supplement or a formulation that you're taking. It's not just about, um, when you sleep, you know, it's about all of this coming together. And such a beautiful way that, yeah, the body can just naturally do its thing. When we get out of the way and we get the shit out of the way, oh, it's amazing what happens. You know, and that's when we find people's thyroid start balancing out, their adrenal function optimally, their hormones are normal and doing the right thing the way they're supposed to versus um When they're toxic, I always look at this like for lab testing, for example, it's like when we come in and we start working with somebody, sure, we can do labs and see what their blood levels are doing, what their hormones are like, thyroid function, all of that stuff. But until they've done a detox, basically, we're testing their body toxic. And that's not the full capability of the body. That's the full capability of the body being toxic. So you're looking at the optimal function of a toxic person versus the, so let's just detox you. Then let's see what your body's capable of doing now. And a lot of the times we're finding the body starts, everything starts to get back in place. You know, it's like now you've removed the stuff that's in the way that barrier, which is the toxin of whatever pathogen a virus, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, it's like the word detox, remove (laughs) toxins. You know, it's like the word itself is very, very self-explanatory. But I love the way you awaken and release. So beautiful, and um, any last words that you want to leave our listeners Mm -hmm. with, besides that beautiful.
1: Well, the the only thing that I would say is just to, you know, to wrap it up is. To circle back to, there's a lot of conversation in the world about what's your why, what's your why, and the, it can continuously evolve and change and grow. Whatever your reason for wanting to be your healthiest, most vibrant, vital self right now can change in tomorrow. Never mind a year or ten years from now. Hmm. Just Lean into it and enjoy the ride. You know, this would probably be the best way to wrap it up. I did some leadership training several years back. And they proposed this, that life is only a game. And the question is, what game are you winning and what game are you losing? And so if you're not winning at the game of looking and feeling and doing all that you feel on an intuitive level, you know you're possible of achieving so much more, than just create it as a game. It's fun. Just create a a game that is fun, that helps you move closer and closer to the goal you most want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's like what I say too, It's not a destination because it constantly evolves. You know, it's like you want clear skin. Okay. You get that. Then what are you going to stop? No. It's amazing how the body just naturally wants to be like, Oh, what else can we do better? How else can I more optimize? Can I do this? Can I do that? And that's when you start to see, um, how it affects all different parts of your life and the people around you. And that's when it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, such oh, a great conversation, Carol. Thank it you. It was
1: really, really, really fun, Tracy. Thank you very much.
0: My pleasure. And um, yeah, we'll wrap this up and um, we'll talk again soon. Hopefully we'll bring you back in, a, in maybe a year or so and see if anything. Perfect.
1: Changed. Perfect. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love that.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank and you. Dear. Well. Have a thank beautiful so day. Much.
1: Bye-bye. Okay.
0: Thanks for listening to Detox Diaries. You know, guys, I really, I'm on a mission to spread the word about detoxing and have it be part of your foundational healing journey. It's not the most beautiful process. It can be messy, dirty, disgusting. But I am on a mission to make it funny and fun and light because it's so incredibly fucking powerful. So I've created a 12-month program called Gut Instinct, and if you want any more information about that or any information about any of the guests, head on over to the show notes, all the info is there. So take care, and we'll talk soon.